Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to talk about implementing the USMCA for your shops. What do you need to know now? Well, thanks, Miles. Uh, we know we had this podcast to get us started last week, and now I'm hoping we have some more answers. So what is the USMCA? The U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement, USMCA, is a pending trade agreement to replace the North American Free Trade Agreement, which we all know as NAFTA. The USMCA will enter into force on July 1st, 2020. For merchandise entered into commerce on or before June 30th, 2020, the old NAFTA rules will continue to apply. NAFTA rules apply? If I'm a shop shipping parts, what does that mean? It means that if you ship parts to your customer between now and June 30th, you will probably need to use your current NAFTA certificate of origin, unless your customer tells you otherwise regardless of where you're shipping to. And if they tell me otherwise, will the Customs Border Patrol still accept the CBP Form 434 for the NAFTA Certificate of Origin? Nope. The USMCA does not require a specific Certificate of Origin form. Rather, it requires nine specific data elements, which can be presented in any format similar to the other more modern trade agreements that have been implemented subsequent to NAFTA. To avoid confusion, the Customs and Border Patrol Form 434 will no longer be accepted for claims for preferential treatment under the USMCA. Even if the rule of origin for the subject good, your part, is the same under both NAFTA and the USMCA, and all of the USMCA's required data elements are present on the Form 34, the goods need to be recertified differently under USMCA. Okay, no form. So what are all these important nine data elements? Carly, do you remember when we talked about the 5W2H method? Very much so. I love that method. Think of these nine important data elements as the parts of the 5W2H system. The first element, importer, exporter, or producer certification of origin. Certifier is number two. Exporter, number three. Producer, number four. Importer, number five. Think of these as the who in the 5W2H method. Okay. Element six description and HS classification of good, that's the what element under the 5W2H. Mm -hmm. For where, answering the question where, element seven asks, what is the origin criteria? And when is a key part of that 5W2H method, element eight and element nine, which reprises the who again with the authorized signature and the date. These can be included on an invoice or any other document. For our listeners with shops, 
This is a really important takeaway. You need to get your commercial and IT people working on this immediately as the date this goes to into effect is July 1st. Do you have room on your invoice to list nine new items? What other paperwork do you have that you would use in lieu of your standard NAFTA certificate of origin? This is an IT and administrative paperwork problem that nobody sees coming. And there's not a lot of hold time to implement this because when does it start going to effect? July 1st, 2020. Okay. The information on these certification requirements and the data elements can be found in Article 5 and Annex 5A available at the U.S. Trade Representative website. But what about regional value content? Isn't that important for us? It is. And again, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but to see where the precision machined auto parts that you make fall on the classification scheme, the six-digit HTS codes start on page 99 of the Uniform Regulations document. What about steel and aluminum? Isn't that a thing under USMCA? It is a thing, Carly, and frankly, the plain English that I have read confuses me, so good luck with this. Forgive me, folks, this is going to be words you recognize, but the meaning's pretty hard to find in this. Or the steel and aluminum products covered by the 70% requirement for auto OEMs, see page 115 of the Uniform Regulations, that's Table S, and note the following. The descriptions do not cover structural steel or aluminum purchased by parts producers or suppliers used in the production of other automotive parts. What does that mean? I looked at Table S myself, and I do not see cold-drawn steel bars in any category, only hot-rolled. Does this mean that the steel and aluminum parts that are made by our shops from cold-drawn steel aren't covered by this? I don't know, and it's way too early to even get a legal opinion. These reg regulations, they're not even final yet. To be fair, it looks like the lion's share of the material on Table S is flat-rolled steel. You know, the stuff that's stamped and welded to make the body in white, or stamped frame parts. Now, Miles, I know you're a steel guy. Did you even look at aluminum? Good catch. You do know me, Carly. Yes, aluminum bars, rods, and profiles show up in Table S under HS heading or subheading 76.04. Anything else? It is a developing story. Through our work with the Franklin Partnership, we continue to provide links and PDF documents of the appropriate regulations as they become available. We send them out upon receipt via our members-only corporate issues listserv, and we have a members-only page for the USMCA on our pmpa.org website. Our mission to help our members adapt and thrive means that we are on top of providing our member companies with the heads up on issues like this 
before these requirements land on their desk with a truck waiting to pick up parts and no paperwork suitable to send. So is that it? No, you know, it's not it. There's one last thing. Everything that I have said and anything that you have read on the USMCA, it's written in American English. Well, of course it is. What's your point? My point is, everything that we've just covered is subject to legal review in Spanish and French for accuracy, clarity, and consistency, as well as subject to authentication of the English, Spanish, and French version. Wow. And that wraps up today's discussion of implementing the USMCA for your shops. What do you need to know now? Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit us at pmpa.org. Yes, thank you for joining us. Please rate and review the podcast. And if you want to make your life a little easier, you can subscribe to our podcast so you never have to miss one. Speaking of making your life easier, if you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership important in these times, Carly? Because we, we are, are better, better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.